Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is Jay Swords, and this is the podcast extension of ROI Show 485. Our guests for today are Sarah and Dane Moulton, owners of the Renwick Mansion. We will be talking about the Renwick Mansion. The history buffs for today are Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. Ed, why don't you start us off? Thanks, Jay. Can you two talk a little bit about the systems in the house that we don't see? You've already spoken about how, you know, visually you're limited in what you can do to change the appearance or not change the external appearance of the house. But this house would have been built, I assume, without electricity. Um, and And I can't speculate about indoor plumbing. So... Are you constrained by things of the past, or can you basically do whatever you want as long as it's out of sight? And also, I'm thinking about the possibilities of, of insulating, insulating this place. Um, yeah, th- those are good questions. Um, it, the, the, the really great thing was we have an updated and commercial-grade electrical system now. Um, and so when this was all remodeled, that was all upgraded. Like I said, we have geothermal heating and cooling, so we have five geothermal units. Um, upgraded plumbing, you know, it's, it's copper and, and even some PEX plumbing. So we're not so constrained with those things. Like you said, if it's out of sight, if you don't see it, um, it's a utility, then um, we're able to have the, the good stuff. Um, so um, one, one thing that comes to mind when you ask that is last year, um, we did have to put in a new fire system. So we definitely fought hard to not, A, have to slice anything up to do it, um, and B, uh, to not have a fire suppression system and have to have pipes running through um, and, and have to, you know, drill holes and, and, and do those types of things. So um, the fire marshal worked with us on that, and, and he actually okayed um, what he said was the first wireless system in Davenport that he gave the go-ahead for, although the company that installed it said that it's not. <laughs> um, so I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't know what happened there, but... Um, so we did get a new fire system that's wireless, um, so it does it stays pretty hidden. Um, but we we got the the go ahead for that as a as a necessity, so we had to had to upgrade. Okay, Rick. Uh, in the uh, broadcast portion, uh, you uh, pointed out that since we, ROI is primarily a, a reviewing uh, history, we didn't ask you any questions about who lived there, so. Who were the people that have lived in the mansion over the last 145 years up to the two of you? Um, so so it was only, Sarah just pointed at me again. <laughs> it was only a single family home um, from 1877. So the, the history of the family, um, William Renwick's original wife actually died during construction of the house. So he left um, and traveled Europe uh, during that time as they were finishing it up. And so I, from my understanding, when the house was finished in 1877, he wasn't even ready to move in yet. He was traveling. Um, he met his new wife, Helen, uh, in Rome, and they continued to travel Europe and went to Moscow, eventually came back um, and uh, and moved in. They had one son um, in the early 1880s, um, William Jr. Um, later got the name Wild Bill when he lived in Tucson. Um, and uh, so it was just the three of them. So that, that was the family that lived there. Um, William died in 1889. Um, Helen lived there with William Jr. until 1900. Um, she sold the house at that point to St. Catherine's 
and she moved to California, to Claremont, California, built another house out there, um, which is also called the Renwick House in Claremont, um, beautiful Victorian-style round turret um, house, and uh, and she was a big philanthropist um, and author. We actually just bought one of her books. Um, we were able to find one and only one that was for sale <laughs> anywhere on the on the Internet, so it was kind of cool to get it. Um, Sarah, anything else about the family? That that was the only time that it was actually a single family home. Then, then it was the, the girls' school. After that, it was St. Catherine's. So only only the Renwicks uh, actually lived as a family in the mansion. Yep, and, and that's the only time um, because even like Chris Ailes, he used it as an office, but I, I don't think he ever actually lived there on site. So so that leads to obviously the next historical piece of of. Uh information which is so what was it um what was it like how was it used uh when it was part of uh saint catherine's um so it was used for some offices there were classrooms we've had some women that have come in there and said oh i used to have music class in this room um i think there were some dorms upstairs yeah um uh, yeah my understanding uh first floor would have been some classrooms and then second floor and even third floor i think it was staff dormitories or who stayed there i believe and then when it was part of that dab hill you know then it was more of an assisted living slash mental health facility um there was uh there were rooms upstairs um that, that were like like nursing rooms yeah, what, what was the original heating system in the house? Uh, I know there's a lot of fireplaces. Um, and how does one run ductwork um, for geothermal and comply with all those uh, preservation requirements? Um, yeah, so originally it was a hot water boiler. Um, and so you can still, you know, the, there's a few components left in the basement, um, a few pipes hanging here and there that you can see, and you can see where the original um, was bricked in there. But, um, yeah, and that, that's a that's a good question for Chris Ailes, which I think he was really good at, at figuring out exactly how to do it and make it look good and look original. Um, so there's the nice thing about geothermal is you don't have to have exhaust going off of each unit. So with the five units that we have, um, you know, they're kind of um, built into just just heat and cool one little section. And so the duct works minimal. So you don't have big cold air returns and stuff like that. Um, they're kind of run through closets. So it, it's all pretty hidden and, and pretty seamless and it looks original. And, and yet the behind the scenes, you know, when you open the closet for bedroom two, you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. That's that's the geothermal. Cool. <laughs> okay, Rick. <laughs> wow. Um, the... Uh, you mentioned uh, on the broadcast portion uh, some of the activities, uh, weddings and, and meetings and things like that. What is what is the primary distribution of the type of activities that you uh, host there at the Renwick uh, Mansion? Um, well, so we just had our five-year mark, so we kind of counted everything up or counted up the main things that we do. So we've had about 125 weddings um, in five years. So we do about, on average, 25 a year. Um, in it, you know, uh, obviously 2020 was not average. So usually, um, around 30 is what we hope to get. So that's the big business. Um, we just hit our 101st comedy show, um, uh, was our last show that we had too. So, so we're, we're right in that same range with comedy shows. We do a couple of them a month, um, all through the season, more, more in the off season in the winter time. Um, and then it's, you know, countless other smaller things um so you know birthday parties 
um, grad parties, all, all those kinds of uh, murder mystery parties, murder mystery dinners. Yeah, yeah, Broussard, John, we we uh, attended John Broussard's, uh, uh, I guess Halloween. Yeah, he's a presentation, a, a guest. Yeah. been on several times, and we thoroughly enjoyed your mansion. Yes. Oh, thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah, so that, that was that was a fun event, and it's fun. You know, we have people reach out from the community, and we love to to do that for people. You know, if there's artists and and um, people like John, who you know, he just had a book come out, and if we can if we can find a time that works to give them that space to to make it work, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll donate that for artists and things that make sense to do that for. I guess. Okay, since you brought up 2020, um, I thought you know that was such a mixed blessing situation um for businesses of all ilks um it was tough because it it basically shut down commerce in many cases uh particularly if you're a bed and breakfast without the breakfast it's pretty you know covid was pretty tough um but at the same time they found themselves able to do things that they hadn't been able to do before how was 2020 for you guys was it blessing curse a little bit of both uh, it was kind of a nightmare for us. We, um, you know, as as primarily we're a wedding venue, um, you know, and, and that's ninety percent of our revenue is wedding revenue. Um, but you book a wedding about a year in advance, so when everything shut down and uh, our season kind of fell apart, we had no real prospects at the time of being able to do anything, and we didn't know when that was going to happen, and everything either canceled or moved, and and. Um, the only thing that really saved us was that um, we were able to reopen in Iowa and on the Illinois side, they were still shut down. So we did get business back from that. Um, had we not done that, we wouldn't be having this conversation today because um, having it also be just the two of us, we didn't qualify for um, some of the, the forgivable grants um, that were out there. So we, you know, couldn't get PPP loans um, because we don't really have a, a payroll um, because it's really just the two of us that are that are doing this. So um, we actually get to start paying our SBA loan back uh, next month. So <laughs> that's, that, that's what kind of limped us through 2020. Okay. Um, Ed? I'm, not, I'm out, Jay. You're out? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Rick, that's you. No, I, I'm just, uh, just curious. Um uh, were we, we during 2020 and 2021 were you eating beans and and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, bark off I, the trees or what? Uh, how close did you come to folding? Uh, well, so I, I went back to work I, the year before that was actually, you know, they say, hey, after two years, if your business looks good, really push hard. And so I actually resigned as a teacher. I put in a leave of absence, I should say. Um, to attempt to, to do this full time and, and to make it and to put more um, effort into doing this. Um, and we also, we manage apartments also, um, which th- thankfully stayed full um, during that time. And uh, so I ended up back in the classroom. So I guess what, what made us through is that I, I worked about 100 hours a week, um, 2020 and 2021, until I was done um, with that calendar year at school. So, it, it, you know, once we got back to doing weddings again i was going to work and going to work and then going to work again and then i was sleeping for a couple hours and then doing it again so it was it was rough to get through it but um it it just took a lot of hours and a lot of sleepless weeks to do it 
Okay, well, um, I get the honor of the last question here. So I'm in curious about what you see happening in the future. Um, do you see continued expansion? Is that something you're even interested in or, you know, where you would have to hire staff and so forth? Or are you very happy kind of being just the two of you doing what you can do and enjoying the, the business as it exists? So, so what do you, what do you think, what's going to happen? What's your five year plan as the school district says? Um, we're enjoying it. Um, we're hoping to expand and get some help. Um, we do all the cleaning and the, the yard maintenance. So that would be nice to eventually be able to hire out. Um, right now we're enjoying it. We have children to help us too. So, And, and that does always help. Yes. <laughs> Free labor. Yep. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. Not child labor if it's your own kids. Is that right? Exactly. exactly. Right. So, so I've been told. all right well we would like to thank our guests for this 485th show sarah and dane moulton owners of the renwick mansion we've been talking about the renwick mansion the history buffs for today's show are rick sweet and ed broders roi can be found at 9 30 p.m on friday nights on kala radio or on the web at tunein.com If you're looking for older programs, you'll find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put K-A-L-A Radio, all one word, in the search. Click on the first icon and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. And you can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station K-A-L-A, St. Ambrose University.